KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Homegrown's all right with me. Homegrown is the way it should be. Homegrown is a good thing. Plant that bell and let it ring. Hey, it's Al Dine, punk, KRCL's Punk Rock Farmer, which means it's time for the Punk Rock Farmer Friday edition of Radioactive. We've got more true tales from the agri-hood for you tonight, and joining me, as always, Laura Jones. Hey, Al Dine, so I got my garden in. I can't believe I did it. You did it. <laughs> I didn't kill any I wondered if yet. you were going to because you just moved. Yeah, and I meant to send you a photo, and I just I just kept forgetting. And I then I stumbled across some handsome DX whatevers. Yeah. The, 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 they're totally acclimated tomatoes. Yes, they don't drop blossom when it gets really, really hot. So I got to get those in the ground next. How about you? Very good. I'm about... Uh, t- Three quarters of the way done. I have a little left. <laughs> Just the squash and the stuff that grows fast and doesn't really matter if you're a little bit late. So yeah. I'm happy. Okay, great. So what's on the show tonight? So we have um, Sierra from uh, Casperville Creations, and she's up in in the Midway area. She's on the borderline Hebrew Midway. Yeah. And um, the Wasatch back. That's and an even tougher growing season than down here. They're having it. It's the, it snowed two days ago there, <laughs> <laughs> and so she didn't plant quite yet. But she's really busy planting this weekend. So um, it'll be really great to talk to her. She's really kind of just started farming, only yeah. into it a year, and she's got a lot going on. I want to know why the jump because I was looking at the website and it looks like it's a family affair. So I'm excited what they've they've learned already, right? It's okay. good stuff, really. Farmers good market stuff. news, right? Farmers market news. The ninth West Farmers Market is back in the action. They took, there was a break for a minute. There was a lull, kind of a time that where it was waning a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's 30 vendors this year. Maxine Lucero and Mel Schertz is with us here tonight. And that's a Sunday market, so folks, stick around. You're going to get lots of farmers market news, including what's fresh. A debut feature tonight uh, here from Tyler Montague at the kickoff for the Farmer's Market down at Pioneer Park. Earlier this week, the governor was there, and he'll tell you what's fresh this week. Also got Skywatcher Leo T. We'll check in with Summit Land Conservancy. Tessa Shore is here to talk about Hops Hunter hikes. You can check on the hops in the wild and help them harvest them in September. And perhaps, I'm curious what the beer will be this year. Like you said, what was it? It was, last year was clothing optional. optional. Yeah, I like that a lot. But we start with homegrown music. Let's uh, meet some folks here. The, the gals, a couple of the gals from early successional here, Sabra and Tamara. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And uh, we've been working to get you in, and I'm so glad you're here. We have some recorded tracks tonight. Not all the band could be here. Who's missing? Yes, Hillary McDaniel is missing. She plays the drum pad for us. The drum pad. Hey, Hills. Wish you were here. But uh, you dropped a new single. We're going to hear that later. you got the EP coming out. All right, for folks that have never heard Early Successional, uh, how would you, Tamara or Sabra, or both of you describe it? Because I'm kind of curious. Do you both see it the same way? (laughs) They're pointing at each other. You go first. All right, Sabra. (laughs) Um, We like to describe our music as... Americana. It's Americana, but it's a little, you know, a little queer. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like musically and, you know, us. 
members mm-hmm. of the band. Are and you're going to be doing a Pride Backyard Bash with Talia tomorrow night, right? Yes, super excited for that, playing with a handful of really great artists. I think it's Uma Fuzz and Zsa Zsa too. It's going to yep. be really fun. Yeah, excellent. So what are we going to hear first? First, we're going to hear If I Were to Die Tomorrow. Anything you want to say about writing this song or the story? Sure. Yeah, so this song, you know, everyone's going to die, right? Mm. Y- you can't escape that fact. And I just wanted to write a song sort of acknowledging that and saying, like, hey, you know, it could happen. could happen tomorrow. And this is just sort of my attitude towards that. All right. Al, you want to do the honors? Early successional, fresh and homegrown, KRCL 90.9 FM with If I Were to Die Tomorrow. If I were to die tomorrow If I were to breathe my last shaky breath I'd be breathing all this earth If I were to die tomorrow If I were to meet whoever my maker might be I'd be living for infinity And don't go saying that it's tragic And don't go saying that I died too young Cause this life I live was magic Every moment Geometry 
little sacred geometry. If I were to die tomorrow, early successional homegrown right here on KRCL 90.9. Punk Rock Farmer Friday, I'm Laura Jones in studio with Aldine Strict 9. And we've got a bunch of guests for you, but we're going to start rallies and resources with something that you can do. You can get out, go hiking, look at the hops, and make sure you have a nice tasty beer at the end of the season. Al, what do you think of that? I think it's great. Tessa, <laughs> thanks so up. much for being here. Sure, is that how you say it? Yeah, thank exactly. You for, it. Thank you for coming down. So you're with Summit Land Conservancy, and what's the specific role you have there? Yes, so I am their education coordinator, their ed director so what I do is I help people get outside I help people learn more about their local environments and hopefully this year I help them learn a little bit more about our local hops all the beers that we can make naturally in Park City so you go hiking with them Al yeah I, I, you know I, I don't think a lot of people realize that hops is wild and grows just like you know a weed out in, the, in Utah yeah, you'd be surprised how many we have in Park City. There's actually a really rich history in Park City of the hops. Uh, they used to grow them out in the Red District. They would grow them on the side of all of these brothels, right? Because they're really <laughs> it aromatic. Was a, it was a sign. And it the scent bring them, bringing people in, right? Exactly. People <laughs> oh, would goodness. smell them, and they're actually related to cannabis. So when people ah. smell them, they would look at the brothels and say, I want to go in there. And so they were related to like What's good business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's also tied to the history of mining in Park City, understands understand. Some immigrants bringing some of the hops over. Yes, definitely. There's two different schools of thought of where these hops came from. The first is that it's a local variety, uh, maybe from Mexico, they're a variety Neo-Mexicanus. The other is that they were brought over by German immigrants. And we haven't done any DNA tests of these hops, but we would guess that they're probably a combination, a Mixture. hybrid of those uh -huh. two. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, now I understand the first hike is coming up. Yes, our first hike is on Wednesday. We're going to Empire Canyon. And unfortunately, when I checked, we only have one more spot left. So that one's pretty much booked <laughs> free up. But if you do want to do our hikes, our next one is at McPullen Farmlands, and that one's on June 22nd. So if you want to come join us on our hikes, you can RSVP on our website. If you go to wesaveland.org and go to our happenings tab, you can find all of our different hikes and all the links to RSVP. You, you guys are saving land, the Conservancy, correct? Yes, we love saving land. And so I, I read that you have 7,000 acres saved and you have your site set on 7,000 more. That's correct. Yeah, we're looking at 7,000 more in the Weber County and Wasatch County area. So, and, and that's a conservation easement. Yes, so we're a land trust. We're Park City's local accredited land trust, and we are working with willing, willing landowners to place permanent conservation easements on their properties, and that's how we can save land from development. And been doing that for 20 years, celebrating 20 years this year, Aldine. Good stuff. So there's hikes to sign up for, folks. You generally go out at 6 o'clock in the evening. You're mm -hmm. up at altitude, so... What should people know about preparing to come on the hike? Are these are these strenuous hikes? Can you bring the kids once you sign up? These hikes are for most every level. Okay. Um, we aren't trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not until you drink the, the, the ale later. <laughs> it depends on how much you drink. But yeah. you, you check on them all, make sure they're, they're, they're growing well, and keep an eye on them because you harvest in August. And last year, you harvested quite a bit, didn't you? Yes, last year we ended up with 60 pounds of hops. Wow. How much beer did that make? 
I couldn't find the exact number, but the year before, uh, we had 500 gallons. Wow. <laughs> so that's a lot of beer. <laughs> have you started taking name suggestions? Because Al and I really like that clothing optional from years past. We haven't, but I'd love to hear some. Okay, Al. Something to work on. Maybe we can get people to yeah. send in some names, too. Oh, that'd be fun. Well, thank you so much. Where can people learn more? Sign up for the hike? If you go to our website, www.wesaveland.org, you can find all of our different hikes and all of the different pages to RSVP. Excellent. We'll put it in tonight's show notes. Thanks for coming in, Tessa. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Time Thank for a little Skywatcher. Skywatcher Leo T here as we look up, look around, and get a little bit lost in space. Did you happen to check out the new Meteor event? I did a few times, and although I only saw one, it was pretty neat. Arcing across the sky below the handle of the Big Dipper, a green streak. The Tau Herculid shower did not produce a huge output, but anytime I'm looking in the southwest and seeing vibrating Antares, the orange-red giant just above the horizon like a warm fire crackling, and the trails of stars that make up Scorpio, and further north, east above the mountains, blue-white Vega, giving signs of sparkling hope, and the star trails between these and the Big Dipper, I'm glad I came out to look. Then on the west side of the sky, the twins Castor and Pollux with large capella lower to the right and the fingernail crescent moon jumping up in the orange sunset above Antelope Island or the Moab Rim. It makes an animal here on Earth happy to be part of all this somehow, and the shooting stars, the ones that came from a new meteor shower, lit up the night sky in a rare display overnight Monday and Tuesday. As remnants from a shattered comet blazed through the Earth's atmosphere and the Earth clearly crossed a cloud of dust from the comet. Photos on the Skywatcher Facebook page along with sources for this episode. And scientists stumbled on a new way to study stars by taking advantage of meteorological satellites orbiting Earth. New data from a Japanese weather satellite that happened to observe red supergiant Betelgeuse during a period of interesting dimming. Leading to astronomers thinking she was going to blow up in supernova very soon, scientists still think that within the next 100 years the big star will do just that. These lucky observations give astronomers a new tool as they learn how a red supergiant star loses mass and ultimately explodes as a supernova. It's many cultures, one sky. Last week, we related that high in the Andes of South America, the Milky Way is all about the flow of water as elevations drop from over 15,000 feet to sea level in a mere 100 miles. People are very aware of the movement of this life-giving liquid, Continuing this week with exploration in South America as we descend from the Andean highlands into the rainforested Amazon. The theme of sacred water persists as members of the Barasana tribe, who hunt fish and gather in the northwest Amazon basin, tell outsiders that they live at the center of the world. They've got good reason to, since they reside on the equator and see the stars moving along vertical paths on either side of the east-west line, observing the sun passing straight overhead on the first days of spring and fall. They call the stars the universe people, Unmari Masa. The most important universe people live along the Milky Way or the star path. The Pleiades, or star thing, we call them the seven sisters sometimes, is the woman shaman. When the star thing appears in November, she heralds the end of the rains and planting time. When the residents of the Milky Way light up the night sky at dusk in mid-November, Barasana men and women children sit in family groups outside their cluster of huts and gaze at the Milky Way. But they're not content to watch passively. The Barasana begin to dance to the Milky Way to urge the stars along in their courses. They form two lines of ten and dance in orbits around the center of the world, replicating the motion of the stars. They continue all night long, or having a little bit of fun, at least until the stars begin to fade from view in the morning twilight. So join the Barasana and dance to the glow and music of the Milky Way. Scott Watcher, Leo T.
Check tonight's show notes for a link to Skywatcher Leo T's Facebook page. Give him some suggestions about things you'd like to hear. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Stonewall Sports Salt Lake City is an LGBTQ plus and ally not-for-profit sports league. They strive to develop a well-connected and diverse community through organized competition and social or fundraising events. More details at stonewallsportsslc.org. And welcome back to Radioactive on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones. And Aldine, it's time to talk farmers markets. Yes, we've been kind of featuring farmers markets because it's that season again. The downtown farmers market starts tomorrow. And uh, quite a few other ones have started or are starting up this weekend. Uh, the Ninth West Farmers Market will be starting up on June 12th. It's a Sunday market. We have Mel Schertz with us, our old buddy who's been on the air with us a bunch of times, <laughs> and the new market director, Maxine Lucero. New, returning, right? Yeah. Yes, returning. Yeah, returning. returning. Today, so back in, the, in 15, 16, you were the market manager. That is correct. Tell me, tell me how things are going to change and what the big exciting news is well i think to bring back the market and really get the momentum going from recovering from the pandemic is just involving the community we already have over 30 vendors it is a small time market um, focused on community and it was founded based on those um, standards that we keep it you know, with the community, and I want to focus on just bringing that, having good entertainment there, vendors, um, activities for the kids. So you're and talking the music too. You said entertainers. Yes, and we are really needing more entertainers. You got to hit up early successional while you're here. Okay? Yes, that'd be great. We would love to have anybody. Everybody is welcome. Um, they just need to contact us, and we can put them on a schedule. You play for tips. Yes, they can play for tips. Can they can promote themselves sell. and sell their CDs. Yep. It's very DIY. In fact, as I recall, it's a really low uh, fee to offer things at the Ninth West Market, also known as the People's Market. Yes, our fees are very low. And if you commit to all the season, the entire season, you can get a 50% discount. Mm -hmm. If you commit to 10 or more of the Sundays, then you get a 30% discount. So we have really reasonable rates. You do have to have items that are handmade. Mm-hmm. Um, no such items such as um, the Tupperware or, or vendors such as that. Like, but if I decided to grow some cut flowers, I could come down. And absolutely. We, we encourage backyard vendors, backyard gardeners um, that create you know, have their own gardens, come and bring their produce, their Ow. flowers. You Ow. guys have always done that. That's really cool. Awesome. This year I may have quite a bit of excess. Oh, we'll see. Awesome. We'll see how it goes. Mel, you you used to do this market, but you've kind of moved. You're on the board of directors now. Um, This is my eighth year of being president. <laughs> and you, it was supposed to be a two-year gig. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how they keep you. Yeah. But you also helped to make sure that during COVID that you were able to keep the people's market going yes uh we had our longtime farmer uh larry proctor um he worked out all kinds of deals with us to get produce for us um also we had some of our former food vendors uh like mill creek olive oil and um salsita mendoza that gave us discounts on their products so that the market could still function 
How important is it to have a fresh produce people's market on Salt Lake City's west side? This is for, for both of you. Well, I think this is very important because for years we've had, you know, successful and great markets like at the Wheeler Farm and then the downtown farmer's market. I think here on the west side we need to encourage more people to um, go to gardening and growing their own produce and encouraging them to come that they can share that with the community. And if we continue to do that and encourage them, then pretty soon we can go from the transformation of lawns to gardens. That would yeah. be our ultimate goal in having um, a drought forest top. on yes. the west side. Yes, yeah. that would be so incredible. That it would be amazing for everybody just to be able to share. Food security is big, is big these days. It is very yeah. important, and very we don't important. realize, and I think that is a big void that we need to be educating people more about that. Very good. Um, the, you know, the one thing that I missed, and I didn't, it didn't happen for a couple of years also, was the seed swap. Yeah. And that was a big thing that I was, I was involved in that. And it was one of the first things that seeds. got you hooked. It was, it's been, it was one of the things that got my foot in the door for saving seeds and all that stuff. And, and um, you're interested in starting it again. I am very interested in bringing that back. The you were sad when it went away. I was, and that was very unfortunate. <laughs> because I was always love to go there and get the free seeds, heirloom seeds. I remember you from there, and I still have some seeds that are still good to this day and that germinated perfectly fine. That Very I cool. And then also a start sale, too, a plant sale, A seedling sale, yes. We would like to bring that back. Um, obviously, it's not going to be for this year, but that is my goal for next year is to bring the seed swap and build those um, relationships possibly again with you know, other organizations such as Wasatch Community Gardens and anybody who is willing to help us grow as a market and help encourage everybody to be growing their own gardens. And this is something you and I talked about because I've, I'm hooked in with the guy at WCG uh -huh. who has all the seeds by next year will be certified organic. And I have all the, the varieties that, you know, most people grow, cucumbers, squash, basil, those kind of things. And um, I'm so excited to, to work with you and get that part of things going. I'll have seeds for the swap and for the seed uh, plant sale, too. Fantastic. Well, that is very encouraging, and we look forward to that. We will and look forward to building those relationships. And you realize you just said that on air, so we have encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> It's a no-brainer. Don't right. worry. So where can people get the uh, get all the details online and make sure they can plan their Sunday to come down to the 9th West Farmer's Market? Uh, the uh, 9th West Farmer's Market is uh, on Facebook and Twitter. We're also, our website is uh, www.9thwestfarmersmarket.org. And that's just the number nine, not spelled out okay nine and nine th excellent mm -hmm. so what do you think is going to be on hand on sunday it's going to be exciting to see i'm exciting to meet the new vendors and the returning vendors that have been there for years um and just have a sense of community there and good entertainment and keep the families there did you I'm say really the times th again uh, 10 a.m to 2 p.m 10 a.m go ahead sorry and the address is uh it's uh jordan park but it's not out in south jordan or west jordan it's salt lake city salt lake city right near the international peace gardens on 1060 south and 9th west there we go excellent
Thank you so much. Uh, uh, it was so good to have you back in and hear this is going well. And we'll we'll stop and by and doing some what's fresh. We look yeah. forward okay. to seeing everybody right. there. Yep. And thank Sunday. you for having us. Absolutely. Sunday, 10 to 2. Check tonight's show notes for more details. And now for the debut of What's Fresh on KRCL. <laughs> Earlier this week, they did a press conference to kick off the downtown farmer's market. And I asked one of the farmers there to just tell us a little bit more. And it may be a familiar voice, but you can hear what's fresh. Farmer Ty. That's right. Here we go. Tyler Montague with Keep It Real Vegetables. What'd you bring today? I have my famous salad mix with edible flowers. I have Swiss chard, uh, salad turnips, garlic scapes, a seasonal delicacy, and sage with edible flowers. Sage with edible flowers. Yes, I didn't look, know that they were edible. That's they awesome. Are. Here, eat one. Okay, I'm gonna try this right now. It's beautiful. It's very sagey. Oh yeah. What would you do? Just freshen a salad, or I think so. Can you saute yeah. Saute that. You could definitely saute <laughs> that. So uh, the rain this weekend, Yes. was it good? Was it bad? It was good. Uh, it's going to be a little muddy out in the field today, but yes, we, we want all water, as long as it's not in the form of hail. <laughs> That's what I was worried about, because it started to get pretty cold. I know, cold. I know. And I just put my garden in, too. Me, too. So were you worried about that? Did a little bit, yeah. My, well, I have just transplanted out, like, you know, 200 row feet of basil. It's under row cover, so hopefully it's okay. I haven't looked at it yet, but other than that, I think it's fine. You know, it's no, the the summer crops don't love it, but they'll be they'll survive. So you'll be here Saturday. I will be here Do you Saturday. Do you know where you're going to be? I am at the northwest corner, near the northwest corner of the of the park. And remind folks where you farm in the city. I am an urban farmer, and I have eight gardens, um, mainly in Murray and uh, Liberty Wells area. Um, eight gardens. Is that all your garlic I drove by the other day yeah, on 7th East? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's a ton of garlic. I know. It's, I planted 10,000 heads this year. So, Whew. And Al helped. Al, yes, he did. He loves He always garlic. helps. He's a great guy. Yeah. So what's your advice for the home gardener this season? Uh, just, you know, don't worry about your mistakes. If you're not killing plants, you're not growing as a gardener. <laughs> you just gave me lots of hope. <laughs> that is truly giving me lots of hope, Al. I think mean, that's the... The thing that can put some folks off that uh, they may not be successful, some plants will die. That's just, that's them's, them's the breaks, right, Al? That's the way, okay. that's the way it goes. So stick around. Al's Urban Farm Report is coming up with Sierra from uh, up in Heber, Casperville Creations. But let's get some more music. Early successional. Thanks for coming, you guys. Yeah. That first song me. sounded really great. Where'd you guys record? Rigby Road Studios. Cool. Highly recommended. They're great to work with. It's, it's, the sound is really nice. Sounds great. Thank you. What's the next song we're going to hear? We're going to hear uh, Philosophy of Life, but I wanted to ask a little bit more about the band, how yeah. long you've been together, and, uh, of course, want to remind people where they can get the music tomorrow. Yes, so Early Successional first started about five-ish years ago. Um, we were playing, gigging quite a bit for a couple of years and then had a peaceful disbanding, and about a year a year ago, actually, this month, we reconnected, and now we're playing again. Fantastic. Sabra, you just came from giving lessons, so the music is core to your life, central to your life. Very much so. Um, I get the opportunity to teach at London Studios, so if mm -hmm. you're looking for lessons, it's a great place to uh, <laughs> shop around for some lessons. Pitch. Pitch. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's the website where folks can track you, see you, download you tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, so we just uploaded a single to all your major music platforms, Spotify, Apple. 
Um, so you can find us there. Um, you'll hear that single at the end of the show. And we also have an Instagram and a Facebook page. Early Successional is where you can find us on Insta and Facebook. Before we kick off this song, is there a story behind philosophy of life? Because I've, you know, how many times in your life have you redone your philosophy of life? <laughs> right? Many times. I actually ripped this one off of um, Alan Watts, who's oh, yeah. a philosopher. It's a lot of his ideas. Just put, you know, it just kind of like came to me one night and I was just moon gazing and like thinking about, you know, that kind of stuff, the philosophy of life. And I kind of just put a lot of his stuff together that I agreed with and a little tune behind it and Tamara did her magic and Hillary did their magic and turned out pretty good I think. So. All right Al. Very good. This one is Philosophy of Life Early Successional. Fresh and homegrown on KRCL 90.9 FM. The Utah LGBTQ Plus Chamber of Commerce is open to businesses of all sizes, regardless of sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. To learn more about creating partnerships between key organizations that add to the growth of LGBTQ Plus and allied businesses, visit utahlgbtqchamber.org. 
Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and their Love's Diversity Initiative. Mark Miller Subaru is a proud community partner of Project Rainbow, spreading love together this Utah Pride Month. Learn more at projectrainbowutah.org or markmillersubaru.com. KRCL's annual record and CD sale will be making its triumphant return in 2022. We're planning something special, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, we'll be taking donations of your gently used, tremendously loved, but slightly neglected records and CDs. If you can let go, we can make sure those treasures get their way to the next music lover in line. Donations are tax deductible and will help power your community radio station, 90.9 FM, KRCL. If you'd like to donate, reach out to me, Eric P. Nelson, at recordsale at krcl.org for details. See you soon. And thanks to everybody who brought in records. Al, you seen it growing out there in, oh, the, yeah. in the lobby? Whew, there's some good stuff, folks. More details on our record sale online at krcl.org. We can find our entire lineup and schedule. Like Democracy Now! coming up at 7. Not a sideshow, a circus brown at 8. Friday Night Fallout with Keith McDonald at 10.30. And, of course, you can listen on demand to the last two weeks of any show thanks to listener contributions. All right, I'm Laura Jones. Al Dine is here. It is time for Al's Urban Farm Report. Urban Farm Report. Every Friday we do this, we're back to talking to farmers, see our brothers with us from Casperville Creations. She's up in the Heber Valley, and you're a market and CSA gardener and restaurants you sell to. Thanks for coming, dear. Thanks for having me. You know, we came and visited the farm, and it was your only one-year, you've been there three years, but it was only your one-year anniversary of being a, a food producer for folks in your community and that's your goal and i loved it it's very quaint where you're at it reminded me of upstate new york where i live in the country the roads are crowned and there's no sides it's like no after that there's nothing else <laughs> um right near right up the street from your house there's a really cool it's old rusty farm machinery and it's like a little park right there there's huge willow trees that are like eight feet around at the base this is a very historic historic area where you're at absolutely and that's why um we fell in love with the land and um decided to kind of put roots down and and establish ourselves so we are on casperville road in heber which is where the name comes from and the name comes from farmers that are right around you on that road yes um most of our neighbors grew up on Casperville Road. They are farmers themselves. So my neighbors have been a lot of help along the way. So, and you told me your house was built in 1941 or something, and it was actually one of the relatives of the Casper farmers that are around there. That's correct, yeah. So really cool stuff. This is all cool stuff. And they've been really cool and helped you too, right? They've been cool to watch you. You had a major cleanup. I'm sure they were happy. Yeah, um, every, everyone's been very supportive, and um, I've really seen the community come behind what I'm doing and share their information, what they're planning, what's worked for them. Um, it's been a big effort um, just as a, a neighborhood as well. You said you took five 30-yard dumpsters of <laughs> junk. 
out of that that small property. We did, yeah. Um, we needed to do a lot of just general care, um, cleaning up these big willow trees, making them healthy, um, taking out some old concrete, and really putting some hard work into um, amending our, our soil so that it, it could be plantable. So now you're talking regenerative farming. Yes, yeah. And healthy soil, healthy plant. Healthy food. Healthy food. I love it. So this is stuff we're talking about all the time here on the radio. Uh, regenerative farming is a big thing. But you're, you're really up for the community part of it, too. And I know you work with some of the folks that are close by. There's restaurant. Maybe they, they give you some scraps. You feed your chickens the scraps. They, you sell the chicken, the eggs, to the, to the restaurant. You keep it in a circle, and, you're, and you try to do that. Yeah, we try to stay as local as possible, within five miles or so. Um, and a lot of our restaurants, chefs, and owners come directly to us to pick up. I think um, it's about, you know, being a part of knowing where your food comes from and how it's grown, and people want to be a part of that. Well, and now you're registered with the Utah Department of Ag and Food, the USDA, and you're a member of Utah's Community Conservation Program. We were mentioning conservation easements with Summit Land Conservancy earlier. What does that mean for you at Casperville? Um, it just means that I, I have a lot more resources. Um, there is a lot of opportunities for grants out there. Um, it's, it opens a lot of doors for more help in what I'm trying to do and bring to our community. Yeah. And this is something that we've had the, the folks from the UDAF on the yeah. show just a few weeks back. And um, they actually have a part one of their grants that they were talking about. And you've been talking to the right people because they have a grant for um, the, the production or for the like you could get a walk in freezer or, or a, a kitchen space or something like that. Yeah, the Food Preservation Grant, I believe is uh -huh. what it's called. And uh, you're looking for that, right? Yes, we did apply this year. And uh, your farm is very organized and set up <laughs> really wonderfully. When I got there, I was like, we, you know, you have your little sprout house, sprout house, <laughs> and that's a, and that's a new project. But then you have your beds, and they look really beautiful. Raised, you know, mounds in the beds, nice. Irrigation is all laid out. You have a beautiful hoop house. You have some boxes in front of your house. You have a really cool old barn wood <laughs> building that still has the the wood on it that's the beautiful old wood nice and weathered it, and the big huge trees this is a really awesome space it really is dear and only a year ago you were just producing food for yourself what happened yeah how'd you kick it up a notch and by, <laughs> by notch, notches. <laughs> what does that mean i really wanted to produce my own food and the first summer we uh, moved on to this land I I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't. I'm learning as I go. But um, I grew way too much food. I was giving it away to our neighbors, our friends, our family, anyone that wanted food. I was like, I don't know what to do with all this <laughs> zucchini. Um, and then it just kind of evolved. COVID played a big part. Um, I saw, you know, the effect that it had on our food chain and all that. And I was like, gosh, are we really, you know, I I felt the need to be able to 
provide for ourselves and our community. So that's mm. kind of where things stemmed. and That's where you started, where you got your foot in the door. Now you have your foot in a lot of doors, dear, in yes. just one year. <laughs> so you have a CSA. Yep. You're Sold market- out too, right? Yeah. Um, that sold out in about three weeks. I was not expecting that, but we did want to start pretty small this year. Um, I wanted to make sure that we were fulfilling all the needs that I wanted to. Um, and so now we have a wait list, but I'm hoping to kind of do some pop-up CSA boxes during those busier months for people that really want to jump on that opportunity. So just have an extra and then folks can call mm-hmm. in and, and say, hey, I, I want one of those. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Community-supported agriculture folks, if you're listening, going, Alan and I are tossing around these acronyms, CSA. <laughs> it's a way for farmers to plan to have you know folks invest in what they're growing and you have this uh, source of income and you know it's going to go somewhere and be eaten. And uh, you cap it this first year, and it sounds like it's already going gangbusters. Yeah, we're also trying out the farmer's market and um, have marketed to some uh, local restaurants as well, too. Uh, the, talk about, let's talk about the restaurant thing, because you're talking about supplying a few restaurants, but with pounds of greens <laughs> a week. Yes. So this takes some planning and some succession planting and is quite quite an undertaking. You know, you have a restaurant that's relying on five pounds of salad greens every week. That's a lot of salad greens. That's a lot of salad greens. So so what made you want to go that way? (laughs) Um, Most of what we're currently supplying to restaurants are microgreens. Uh They are relatively quick. Um, growing eight to ten days or so. so. And you can grow them indoors, so it's something like pre-crop is what we'd call it. Yes, and because of this sprout house that we built, it's temperature regulated, I can grow in there year-round and have a very controlled environment to be able to grow these microgreens. So you've been searching the Internet for all this information <laughs> or asking all the farmers. You, you, I've seen all these things. But I've seen it with folks who've been at it a long time. You have all a lot of these things in order right now. Yeah, um, I, it's been a mix of resources, my community, um, the Department of Agriculture, YouTube, uh, just different avenues where wherever I could soak up information, I did and, and still continue to do so. Well, we're talking with Sierra Brothers of Casperville Creations out of Heber City. You can uh, check them out online. We'll have links in the show notes. But also, the Midway Farmer's Market. Is that Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Tomorrow morning. So you fo- you're looking for a, a little road trip, a mini road trip. You Check out all the different farmer's markets and go look for Sierra and all the folks growing up there in the Heber Valley, which is, I don't know how much higher than the valley down here. here. I'm guessing that um, has challenges in terms of the growing season, and how have you dealt with that? Absolutely. Um, that's why we started. I, the first thing I did was built a, a high tunnel. Um, and so, you know, back in March, I think, we planted most of our spring crop, which is what we're um, harvesting right now and putting in our summer crop. But that allows us and extends our growing season significantly. So, um, that that's really helpful. We're we're hoping to build a, another high tunnel yeah. here soon. So you're too. talking cold weather stuff like radishes, uh, stuff with short term maturity and greens and things. But now you've you've planted your tomatoes in there because 
It snowed like two <laughs> days ago up there. Oh, it did. I've oh been, my gosh. Did you just freak out? Um, I was ready for it. I've been watching the, the weather and, and, and knew it was coming. I've, I've lived in Utah long enough to know that yeah. it usually snows Memorial Day weekend. So yep. mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that can really have a, a, you know, cause some damage. And so planning for that. I want to talk about your planning a bit. What did you do in your pre-farming life? that kind of prepared you for all this organizing as a farmer? Um, I work seasonally still. I work for mm-hmm. a ski resort, and so um, that's kind of takes over uh, my winter. And I still do farming on the side, but just not as big a scale. So um, that kind of allowed me to do what I do in yeah. the summer now. Well, I was also reading on your website your, your backstory about you just trying to get your own body healthy by growing your own food. Alan and I have been talking about it a lot, about nutrient-dense food grown close to home, if not out the back door. But were you having some health problems that also inspired you to grow your own food? No, not really. I just noticed how much better I felt when I was eating my own food. And I think it, for me, it was more about the, the connection I was having to my food and knowing how I grew it and the process that went into it. It just... It's just a really cool process. And that's part of what you're hoping to share with the community. You yeah. allow folks to visit, to volunteer even. Yep. I think that's the, the coolest thing ever with um, smaller farms is this aspect of, you know, come up from the city or what have you and volunteer. You get your farm hands that way. But then you learn. You're able to help other folks make that connection. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I believe in sharing information. If someone wants to learn how to grow a tomato plant, I'm happy to share my knowledge that's how I gained and learned what I why to know now so why not share it you you also have a few it's not all right there at your place you have a few satellite gardens and one has an orchard you planning to add add some of that to your CSA what grows at the other one here um just some more produce um it's another high altitude garden so um some larger varieties of produce, the squashes and melons and some corn, things like that. Stuff that spreads out yeah. a little bit more. Yep. Takes I don't a have little a whole lot of room. space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so are you going to, so, so you're pooling from about how much space are you on? Oh, gosh, I should have brought the numbers with me. Um, I do know that we've grown from last year what we've grown um, three and a half times. We're wow yeah, three and a half times in your first year dear <laughs> yep that's pretty um uh, what's the word for it amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you know um one of the things we'd like to do also is make sure to draw some tips out of what you've learned uh tomatoes are the hardest thing like i made sure i found some of those hansons whatever they are the ones that don't drop the blossom because mm-hmm. we go from cool temps to like suddenly 90 degrees for you know weeks and weeks in a row anything that you've learned that you can pass on to our listeners um the one big thing i'd say is um know and understand your soil Mm -hmm. um getting a soil test early on knowing um what nutrients your soil needs so that you can uh, amend it whether you're using cover crop or planting um, specific plants that are going to put that nutrient back in the soil so that you have a successful harvest I understand that you share other tips on something called a podcast. <laughs> I, I did do a podcast um, for a friend of mine. Um, it was a really fun experience. Yeah. Um, and something that maybe I'll 
bring on later on. Who knows? Well, you do it again. We'd be happy to cool. share it. Yes, okay. for sure. I, on your website, CasperVilleCreations.com. Al. So uh, the Midway Farmers Market starts this weekend. And our friend Chris from Rustling Aspen Farm, I went to visit him the other day, too. He'll be on in a week or so. I got a nice conversation with him. And um, you, you're excited for market, obviously. Yeah. What are you going to be bringing? Maybe What's it's fresh? your first one. What's fresh? Um, we harvested our garlic um, over a month ago now. That's been curing in the barn that you yes, saw the other saw. day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be selling garlic, some cut flowers, some farm fresh eggs, um, spinach, kale, radish. Um, so, yeah. you, so that's a good, that's a nice uh, offering for the first market, yeah. I think. Really great. And this is a smaller market, 15 to 17 vendors, very community oriented. Yeah, absolutely. Very community oriented. I was also reading about your team. Wanted to do some shout outs there to your farm manager and other folks. Tell us, a, or, or whoever you'd like to talk about that helps you on your farm. Um, like you mentioned, uh, we have a lot of volunteers, which is just amazing because I'll take any help I can get. <laughs> um, I do have a farm manager. Um, Erica helps as much as she can. And, and I, you know, I'm just so thankful for everything that she does and has helped along the way. She is actually the one that has um, the orchard, one of the satellite gardens that we spoke about. Um, and so she not only comes to the farm and, and helps in that way, but she is also um, has this beautiful orchard in her, her yard and contributes to our farm in that way as well. So what kind of fruit's going to come on and when do you think that high up? I don't know. I would have to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know, farmer needs a lot of a lot of help to make things grow. And uh, congratulations for getting this off the ground. And it's one year anniversary, Al, with all this produce and integrating with the community and restaurants and just the enthusiasm you have for it it's really it's really great it's amazing and you, you um i asked you about the future and you said well you've applied for another grant for the for another high tunnel you built the one bent all the pipe yourself on the first one yeah. kind of took the the idea from the Red Acre Farm gals, right? Because we were at the conference together in, yep. the, in the last in the spring in the in January. Um, I asked you what what <laughs> you're doing so much. Um, what would you think about next? What's what's next? It sounds like it's taking up more and more time. Are you gonna have time to ski? I hope so, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's next. I think that's like the fun and exciting um, part of it. I'm, I'm trying a little bit of everything to see what works, what our community needs are. Um, I feel like if I pick one thing and, and try to make that happen, it might not be the right direction. So I'm just trying to open all the doors and yeah. I'll see what happens. See what works best and yep. then go with that. Yep. Mm. Sounds like a great plan. It's You're you're on it and all over. I know you were excited about the Sprout House and that was one of the new things I just saw, saw you put up. And you're talking about growing things in there all year round, maybe. Yeah, I you know, now that I have this temperature controlled um, room, I, I feel figured I might as well try to see if I can grow a tomato plant in the middle of winter. I mean, why not? You might as well. <laughs> Experimenting is my favorite. It's the yeah. best stuff. 
You know, Al and I and the Red Acre Center folks, one of the things that we were trying to do is kind of bridge that gap between the big farmers, the medium-sized farmers, and folks folks your size. Up in the Heber Valley, I'm guessing there's uh, quite a variety of farmers. Are you um, rubbing elbows with them? How's those relations? Are they seeing what you're doing? Are you seeing what they're doing? Yeah, so most of um, the farms on our street actually um, are, are cattle um, and hay farmers. Um, and it's been interesting to just to talk soil and um, water conservation, all sorts of different things. There's a lot of, uh, there's more than I thought that we all connect on. And so I, I had a neighbor that was in, uh, was um, creating his own compost tea and he was like, oh, if I get this dialed in, I'd love to share it with you. And so um, large and small alike, I've, th- just farming in general, there's this community I never knew about that's been really amazing to be a part of. Fantastic. So you're going to be at the Midway Farmer's Market, and that's again when and where? Tomorrow morning, um, every Saturday through October. Uh, it's from 10 to 2. 10 to 2. We'll put it in the show link so folks, you can maybe take a little road trip one of these weekends and go see Sierra or plan a visit to Casperville Creations. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. All right. We've got one more song coming up from Early Successional, a brand new single. And to get us there, another song from Early Successional. It's coming in hot on KRCL.
Oh man, Al, I'm really digging this early successional. This new music. It's really Home like grown. It, it's nice and it's <laughs> relaxing. Queer Kana, isn't that what Sabra called it? I love hey, it. Sabra. Hi. Sabra and Tamara from Early Successional with us. And tomorrow night, you can see them as part of Pride, the Pride Backyard Bash with Talia Keys, Early Successional, Uma Fuzz, and Zaza Van Dyke at the Urban Lounge. So uh, do check that out. It's Outdoors 21 Plus. We'll put links in the show notes. And you're going to hear some of what you've been hearing tonight, right, tomorrow? Yes, you're going to hear... Um, actually, we kind of switched up our set list. So you're going to be hearing some different songs uh-huh. if you follow us much tomorrow night. So that's kind of exciting. But this one's going to be on your new EP dropping at the end of the month. This one will be. So this one and what you heard earlier, both those songs will be on the new EP, which we're releasing June 24th. Excellent. So uh, we have another song to share before we're done, folks. So stay tuned for the latest single. But where can people catch up with you? Download what you already got out. Sabra. Us. You can find us on Spotify. It's very exciting. The first time we've ever been on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And also, are we on Apple Music? We're on Apple Music. We're on Amazon. If I'm being honest, I only really paid attention to those three. Because <laughs> I took a survey. That's what people seem to listen to as okay. far as streaming. But I guess we're out on mm-hmm. the other ones, too. Well, wonderful. So the new EP is coming out June 24th. This is all a dream. Set up this uh, next song, the new single that came out. What's the story here? Yeah, this song is called Another Way to Die. Um, It's actually a song I wrote. It's a crush song. It's just a a good (laughs) old-fashioned love song. Um, Wrote it about my now wife, who was not my wife at the time, but apparently I did something right. (laughs) And uh, got some good songs out of the whole thing, and hopefully several more to come and yeah that's what this song is well thanks for coming down happy pride everybody uh loved what talia did with the pride soul party earlier we had early successional Mm. here a little bit of a pride twist and uh homegrown music out all around always good stuff thank you so much love love what you guys do Thank you so much. We Thanks for having you. us. Absolutely. I'll do the honors. Early Successional off the new EP. This is it all a dream. This one is Another Way to Die. Fresh and homegrown on KRCL 90.9 FM. See you at the market, Al. See ya.
KRCL, 90.9 FM, HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo. 96.7 FM in Park City, on the web at krcl.org. Listener supported, community radio.